What's going on? What's going on, good people? Thank you for joining us today for another episode of Build Your Ford. I'm your host, Lentheus Cheney. And today I've got a multi-talented mom of a beautiful five-year-old little girl. She's an influencer. She's an e-commerce business owner, talent manager, and she has gone from assistant to executive. I have Miss Lauren Williams with us today. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Anytime. You know, you're always welcome. You're always I love being here. <laughs> you know, we talk a lot about entrepreneurship. I know that you've done several shifts. You've been behind the camera, in front of the camera, around the camera. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Is that okay? Of course. <laughs> so what some people know, most people know, some people don't know, is that you grew up in a very historic family. You are the granddaughter of Hosea Williams, the late Hosea Williams. What what was it like growing up in such a uh, high-profile, prominent family? What was it like for you as a little girl? You know, as a little girl, I don't think I noticed it. I really honestly didn't know. I thought, I guess everybody's family was like that. It was just normal to us. But as I've gotten older, looking back on it, I'm like, wow, we really attended some amazing monumental moments as a family, like Prada Scott's funeral, like we went as a family. You know, and we thought, oh, like we, 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 you know, just at the time it was like, oh, we get to go to this funeral. Yeah, it's amazing, big, you know, production. But looking back, it's like, wow, we really were invited and in rooms that people will never be in. I, I, I guess a couple of years ago, I was with my aunt Elizabeth, who's the CEO of Feed the Hungry, and she was having a conversation with uh, one of Dr. King's daughters. I'm just sitting there watching them talking. I'm like, oh my gosh, like how am I in this room? So. As a child, it just seemed like, oh, our grandfather takes us to a lot of places and he's always on TV and he's always on the radio. Like, you know, he just seemed famous and we just all kind of watched him, you know, be this famous outgoing personality. <clears throat> and of course, with Jose, it'd be the hungry. We served the community every holiday with him. And so, you know, it was just it really seemed like a family thing. And looking back, it's like, wow, like I really came up differently than everyone else getting to experience service you know, every single holiday instead of family dinners. Like we never, we hadn't had a family dinner until recently, a couple of years ago. We always serve the community, you know, for our family dinners, Thanksgiving and Christmas and things like that as, you know, on the Williams side. So it's just amazing to, to think back and be like, wow, like that was a different upbringing. And I'm, I think it made me the person that I am today. So I'm really grateful for it. Wow. So are these things that you're passing on to your daughter as well? Does she know who her great grandfather was? She does. She definitely does. She she knows a lot about him. I've told her she sees some of the pictures and she's like, oh, that's that's your grandfather. We call him Babu, um, which is grandfather in Swahili. So she's like, mommy, that's that's Babu. And he's the one that that feeds the the homeless people. You know, so she definitely has a reference um, and she's got a heart for the community as well. If, if she sees someone, you know, they, they could just be walking down the street. She's like, mommy, let's get the money. I'm like, well, Bailey, I think they're just walking to the corner to go to the, you know, to cross the street, you know, and she's like, no, mommy, everyone needs help, you know? So she's definitely got a heart for it. She's got that William spirit. And yeah, I'm, I'm trying to bring her up the way I did. I think I turned out okay. <laughs> Most definitely good to hear. Did you always, as a young adult or even as a little girl, did you always have an interest in entrepreneurship? I don't know about an interest. Okay. Uh, my parents, from the moment I was born, my parents owned Terry Enterprises Chemical Company. It's a janitorial supplies cleaning company. And there was a cleaning supplies company. And they've run that literally since I was born. So I've always seen my parents get up every single morning and go to work and be stressed out. And, you know, you know, the, 
what entrepreneurship is when you get home. You know what I mean? Like you, you assume you're going to get home and then, oh, the job is over. No, the job is not over. You, you still have to work. And add, but with my parents both owning the company, they talked about it at home. They talked about it at work. There were arguments. There were, there were good memories too, but there were definitely, it was a lot of tension sometimes in the home because both of my parents were entrepreneurs, you know, running this company. My mom also went to school while I was um, a young child. So I don't know that I had an interest in it, but I was surrounded by it. Uh, my grandfather also owned businesses as well. So I was just surrounded by it. And honestly, I got older. I was like, when I get older, I'm not doing that. Sure enough, I did. And look at you now. I think it's in the book. I really believe that entrepreneurship is definitely something that is passed down through the generations. I think it comes from our our history as people who come here as slaves. I believe that um, it's in the bloodline, you know, and, and funny story. Um, I have a young, uh, two young, two other sisters that I didn't know about and I just found out about them. And one of them and I are so similar. She's an entrepreneur. Uh, she's got locks. Um, my little niece who I just met and we went to the same school. She ended up going to a school that I went to as a child. And it's just amazing how things travel down through the bloodline. Yeah, that nature versus nurture. Most yeah. Likely. Not only that, they grew up right around the corner from me, and I never knew. Wow, that is amazing. You could have passed them on the street. How did, so how did you find out? I, so my other stepsisters. My, I have another stepsister that's just, and I don't really call them stepsisters. They're my sisters. One of my other sisters, she found them. Okay. And put us all together she's like the person that brings everybody together and i was like you know what that daddy and our of ours <laughs> i wouldn't be the mere point to have another sister we think it's just us but i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> you never know you never know speaking of portia you spent many years behind the camera assisting portia working on your business with her go naked hair and you've made a pivot you've made a huge pivot what what, what happened Ooh, that's a loaded question. Now, um, yeah, I was her assistant. I started out, you know, at the lowest level of assisting. Like, I think I was organizing her closet was my first task and getting her some towels for her bathroom because she just moved into her new uh, marital home. She just got married. So I think, my, you know, like literally the lowest task you could possibly think of. And then she started to travel. Her career started to grow and, you know, her jobs continued to expand and she was booked and busy. And so I was booked and busy too. We were gone. You know, we were off. We were traveling every weekend for either a booking or press, you know, I would go to press friends with her. I learned a lot about how, you know, publicists work in New York and how NBC Universal and Broadway, you know, behind the scenes, I got to learn so much just by going with her and just sitting there and listening. Um, and at a point she was like, oh, I want to start a business. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll help. Sure. Okay. So we, you know, agreed to do naked hair together. And that was 10 years ago now. So long. We started out, child, we had no website. <laughs> we had email and PayPal. Okay. We had a way for you to pay us and a way for you to tell us what you want. That was it. Okay. There was no, there was no website. There was no conversions. There was no SEO. Like there was no marketing. It was like, we have Instagram, we got email and we got PayPal. And literally I would take the email, I'd take the emails in. I would create PayPal invoices, send them out, send them to the person. And then I would ship the order and email them a tracking number. When I say it was so automated, like it, I was literally doing it all by myself. I finally hired an assistant and still our, our orders were raging. When I say like we had like, I got remember sitting in my bedroom one day crying because it's so many orders. Like it was amazing that, 
you know, we were able to pull in these kind of sales just from her posting on Instagram. But it was tough. You know, the entrepreneurship, you, you learn a lot of the way. You, you learn by making mistakes. And, and we made a mistake by not having a website initially. And so, and, you know, and then you have your vendors. And so all this is happening. And I'm still her assistant, honestly. I'm still making sure that, you know, she has, I don't know, enough tampons, you know, packed for her trip for a press run on Monday while running this company and only have one assistant. So it was a lot of moving pieces while I was an entrepreneur. Um, she didn't have a manager yet either. So I was also her like pseudo manager. She had booking agents, but I was still liaison between the accountant, the lawyer, booking agents. I was that liaison between her and everyone that, you know, who she was working with, as well as being her assistant. So eventually I was like, girl, uh-uh, I can't do it all. We need to, we need to fix this. So we finally, when I got pregnant, we got her an assistant because obviously I was not going to be able to do it all. So we got her an assistant um, in the span of a couple of years before that we had opened Naked Lingerie. We opened Body by Portia where we did waist trainers. We've dabbled in a lot of different businesses. Uh, there's probably more I'm not even thinking about right now, but those were open for a year or two each. And then we said, okay, this profit margin isn't working. We went back to naked hair. The hair business was something we always fell back on because there's a good profit margin. There's a demand for it. And it makes people happy. So, you know, it's one of those things that like your customers are like, thank you, thank you so much. Like, girl, I look so good. Like, it makes them feel good. So it was an awesome company for us to continue to go back to and put our attention back on, even when we strayed and put our attention elsewhere. Um, and yeah, so we got to that point, you know, Naked Hair has grown. It's a huge company. We started getting offers to buy our company, which was awesome, you know, but we decided to keep it in-house. I just knew that I wasn't the right person to continue with the company. Um, everyone knows me. I will wear a bun for a month. You know, I, re I rarely do my hair. I'm not like this, like goddess glam queen, like Portia is. And I just, not that I wasn't representing the company well, I just felt like I didn't have a passion for the beauty industry like she did. And, you know, she, wait a minute, I'm going to stop you right there. Now I've seen your website. You yeah. Know, I'm not a goddess. I'm not a glamazon or whatever. I don't know. You've got, I mean, I swear that there are some pictures that I had to do a double take. Is that Portia or is that Lauren? Because you guys, both of you are so beautiful. Thank you. And when you're on your website and I look at those pictures, I was like, uh, yeah, she's got it. She's got it for sure. So thanks to our dad, we did get a lot of this like natural beauty. That's how we look so much alike because we look a lot like our dad. And our moms are beautiful as well. So I think he had a type. So our moms probably got look alike a little bit. That's why it all works in there. Um, but yeah, you know, Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the compliment. First of all, I received that and I thank you. I appreciate it. I just, I just, I'm not this like, get up, do my makeup every day, make sure my hair is perfectly. I will walk out the house looking crazy. Portia will not. She's going to make sure her hair is amazing. She's always going to represent the company. That is what she loves. That's what she does. I just got to a point where I was like, I don't know that this is for me. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I, I can I run the company? Had I been running the company? Had the company become successful? Absolutely. But was that really what I wanted to do for the rest of my life? I've always imagined that I remember going back to my childhood. This, we're going to have some therapy right now. Going back to my childhood, I was like, you know, I don't want to be stressed out like my parents. I don't want to be running a company and only be doing it for the money. I want to do it for the passion. I want to be doing something that I love and something that like feels good to me. And I had all these, I, I, of course, I'm a millennial. So yes, I expect that. But, you know, I, that's what I wanted. And I'm like, you know what? I, I think this might be the time in my life where I'm financially comfortable. I've got savings. I was living with my mom at the time, me and my daughter. I'm like, I think I can take the jump and leave Go Naked Hair. And that's what I did. I, I, I took the jump. I left the company. I still own my portion of the company, 
but I'm no longer a stressed out CEO, you know, working every day, trying to figure things out. I am now a meditation and yoga teacher. And although it's still entrepreneurship, it's something that I feel like I'm, I'm giving back to people. I feel like I'm, I'm giving them something that I needed at one point in my life because there were times when I, I had a couple rock bottoms. Okay. So, you know, during those rock bottoms, I wish I had, you know, I wish I had been exposed to this life. And so I'm just trying to expose as many people to it as possible. Not from a place of, I do this better than you. I meditate or do yoga better than you, but just from a place of like, I've been there and I, it took that to get me here, that love therapy to get me here. So I would just like to give people the same kind of like hand, like, hey, you know, try, join us, try this. Just try it once, try it twice. You know, it may not work for you, but like, let me just expose you to it. Now, look, we're going to talk about that. You, you are not going to get to my questions before I get to them. Though, <laughs> <laughs> look, look, ladies and gentlemen, this woman has started a whole nother company, Real Life Snacks. Tell me about that. How did you come up with the idea? And it, it happened during the pandemic. So it was like perfect timing. Yeah. My boyfriend came to stay with me during the pandemic because he lived in a building. And so he was like, nope, I'm coming out to, to the suburbs with you. It's safer out there. I'm not going to stay in my condo anymore. And so he came to stay with me with his daughter and my daughter and my mom. And so we were all in the house and we decided to go somewhere one day and we needed to have a little ugly face mask. We didn't like them. We we're like, this is so ugly. You know, I think it was a grocery store. We're like, this is so ugly. So we ended up going online to find some new face masks. And we found them at a random company. Like, it took them like four weeks to ship them. And we got them. We're like, oh, my God, these are so awesome. They're much cuter. I can breathe better in them. And they're still going to protect me. And so we were like, I bet we could do these on our own. So we took the idea from finding that company. We changed it a little bit. We made them a little, you know, their little pointer at the bottom. And we went with it. And honestly, they started selling out. And we were like, oh. People really like these as much as we do. So that was how Real Life Snacks was made. And to this day, I have people that call me and reorder the same mask because they're just so comfortable and they still protect you. And they're very unique because I like how they go behind the ear. The little loop goes behind the ear. It's not all the way around. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it kind of looks like a bandana. I saw some of the pictures where it looks like you have it wrapped around your neck. So you can actually use it as a piece of fashion. Yeah. As well as your mask. Yeah. Because when you take it off, you lose your mask, you misplace it, you put it somewhere dirty. These, you just take them off your ear, you fold them down, it's sitting on your neck. And now I will lose it. I will be like, oh, I don't have a mask. And it's like, Lawrence, on your neck. So that happens, <laughs> but that's just my brain. But yes, they're, they're super convenient to just keep around your neck and it's cute. So as, as pandemic is quote unquote coming to an end, which I don't think it ever will come to an end. How are sales? Are people still reordering or I mean, how are things going with that? The people, we have a lot of returning customers right now. We don't have as many new customers right now because people are like, like you said, it's ending. They're not really willing to try anything new, but the people that are still wearing them day to day at their jobs when they go to the grocery store, whatever it is, they are continuing to reorder. So we have lots of repeat customers right now. And, you know, we still have an inventory, so I'm, I'm definitely going to sell them. I'll probably do a discount or a sale or something towards the end. But like you said, even though the pandemic is ending, thank God, oh my gosh, this was the toughest time that we've all been through. But, you know, even though it's ending, I do think that we will still protect ourselves a little more, maybe during the colder months. Um, you know, moving forward, we will still wear some sort of face mask, maybe. So, you know, okay. I'll keep restocking until they stop buying. All right. 
Cool. So we're gonna we're gonna shift a little bit. We're gonna start talking a little bit about your spiritual journey, your healing journey. Um, but one more business woman has come up with. You have pitched a show <laughs> for your family. Yeah. How did that come about? Oh, um, I think I was talking to my sister's manager, who's like one of my best friends. And I'm like, and she's like, I love this spiritual journey that you're going. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I wish I could get my family to go. And she's like, yeah, you probably could get your family to go. We're like, we should get the family to go. So honestly, it was built out of like a very like genuine, like, no, my family's crazy. Like, let's take them. And so we definitely had that conversation. I can't talk too much more about it, but definitely it started there from a very genuine place of like, my family's crazy. Maybe I can bring them along on this journey with me because it's helped me so much. And what's the name of the show? It's Portia's Family. Wait, ooh, I was about to say Portia's Family Values. Why was I coming with that? It's Portia's Family Matters, um, and it's about our family. And our when family matters. They're, they're, they're a little crazy. <laughs> when, when does it air? It airs on November 28th. So we're going to do and, Sundays. And on what network? Bravo. Bravo. Okay. So are you are you considered a producer of the show? I don't know. I don't think so. Nobody paid me to be a producer. <laughs> I mean, I was the one that came up with the retreat and all that good stuff. So, you know, I definitely had to plan the retreat and all that. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, okay. I feel like I should, but I don't know. You have to ask the execs, the execs over there. No, no, no. You need to go <laughs> ahead and write that down and slide the little piece of paper across the table. <laughs> my email right now. Thank Where's you. my EP? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so the show was spawned out of your own personal spiritual journey and going on your retreats what led you to start with self-healing how did you get there oh um i mean I, I probably started when my dad died when i was 10 i probably that was probably the first time i went to a therapist um and from there on i just i was just very big on expressing my emotions and making sure that i wasn't holding them in and trying to process them because i didn't want them to affect me so much i felt like everything i felt i felt 10 times more than everybody else and you know i i knew that i was feeling things well i felt like i was feeling things differently than everyone else and so i kept on with therapy and into i went to spellman and yay spellman loves spellman um i had a complete meltdown at spellman um it was just a different environment for me and I, college was a lot. I was away from home and it was a lot. So um, one of the therapists at Spelman, she used to see me once a week. I can't remember her name right now. She was amazing. And um, like I said, just a journey of therapists. And eventually I'm with the therapist that I've been with for 11 years now, Bernard. And he was like, he was like, Lauren, I, I know you like coming to therapy and I, I love being your therapist, but he's like, I feel like some of this may be spiritual for you. He's like, you know, I think you need to tap into that side of you. I think that side of you is very strong and I want you to, I want you to look into it more. So he sent me to a Buddhist, um, he said, cause I obviously, you know, I grew up Christian. And so he's like, you've been to church, try this. You know, he sent me to um, a Buddhist temple and from there on, you know, I started trying meditation. I started trying yoga. I just opened my mind to what the spiritual world was for everyone and not just for me and my small community. And um, that that's pretty much how I went on this journey. And, and now, you know, I'm, I'm a yoga teacher, I'm a meditation teacher. Um, Lena Franklin took me under her wing. She's amazing. Um, she's a Vietnamese medicine woman. And Lena is just one of the most amazing people I've ever met. 
um, Ivory Shield, Shahani Prescott. Like I could name people all day long that have just, you know, taken me under their wing and taught me what they know. And each of them has just been like another stepping stone to, to get to where I am. So honestly, Amazing. it's the people that got me here. So not only taking this and bringing your family into it, you are now starting a retreat. Um, is it specifically for women or is anyone welcome to the retreat? I would ideally, I would like for it to be only women, but you know, things change sometimes. Um, well, there's nothing so. wrong with that. You know, your niche, right? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So if you're yeah. saying you're recreating a retreat for women, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. I think I can speak to women in, in this, in this area a lot, a lot more uh, readily and being a mom, I, I, I'd love to talk to moms as well about, you know, the things that we have to go through and things that we need to give our permit, give ourselves permission to do. So the retreat is happening in 2022. Where are you going? And tell me what happens on this retreat. Yes. So this retreat, honestly, um, Jamie and Linnea, Linnea is a therapist. Jamie is a yoga teacher and Linnea specializes in sound baths. We're putting this retreat together. We're going to go February 1st to the 8th, and it's going to be amazing. Um, we're going to Belize. I've actually never been to Belize, so I'm super excited. I'm going to be out there giddy like like the other you know people out there. Um, but we're going to go, and everyone has a workshop. So we love, to, we love to call ourselves the trifecta because I do meditation. Jamie specializes in asana yoga, so that's the poses. It's the physical part of yoga. And uh, Linnea specializes in sound baths. And they're all equally amazing and transformative. So I'm excited that our guests won't get one modality. They'll get three people that specialize in these modalities, and they'll really get a really intense version of each of them. And I think they'll they'll come away either liking one of them or maybe doing all of them once they get home. That is amazing. Lauren, I can see a different Lauren than the Lauren I met 10 years ago. I am oh, so, I know that the, the time has just gone by so quickly. And I love I love your speech. The way you speak, the Thank way you, you emote now is amazing. Thank I love you. to see this change in you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Like I said, I had a couple rock bottoms. And from the day you met me to now, it's been a couple rock bottoms in the middle, but I'm here. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. You, you're figuring it out. We're all out here figuring it out to tell you the truth. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I, I heard you mention how you wanted to do something to help all people that this wanted to be something just not for you, but for your family, but for for anyone who's out there looking for a way to better themselves and heal themselves. Why is that so important to you? Because everyone deserves a chance. And I think that our relationship to each other is one of the most, I mean, our interconnectedness is so important because without other people, like, what are, what are we doing, you know? Um, so I think that people, we talk about trigger, we talk about toxicity, and a lot of people place the blame. So I like to encourage people to look at themselves because all that blame that they're placing and all those people that they're calling toxic and all these things, if they looked at themselves, they'd probably find a lot of projection. They would find a lot of triggers within themselves. And these things that other people are doing, these people may not have all these bad intentions. They just triggered you because you dealt with that a few years ago or whatever it is. So I think it starts... Up like Michael Jackson said, the man in the mirror, you know what I mean? Like I'm looking at, I'm looking at the woman in the mirror first, you know, and then I will, then I can, and I can control that. I can control how I present and respond to the world around me. So for me, the most important thing is looking inside myself. So that's why that's just my big push. That's my ministry. Yeah. I should have that song like walking around me while I'm walking. 
just playing, you know, I'll have like a little stereo like in the 80s. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, yeah, most that's a good song to have in your head. You know, look at yourself first yeah. before you look at other people and you will learn a lot about what's going on. Um, I, I, I took what I'd call a mentation about two, two or three months ago. I just three weeks, no work and just working on me. And yeah. it did wonders for me from doing, you know, brain therapy, wow. doing um, infrared light therapy, um, I've done float therapy. I love um, There's this, this wonderful place in Farmington Hills, um, Michigan called Inception. And David has put together an absolutely amazing facility. I'm, I'm hoping and praying. I asked him the other day, are you going to bring this to Atlanta? He says he's working on it. And so if you ever get a chance to go to Farmington Hills, I think you'll have a ball there. Oh and God. what I'm loving to see is that our Black community is now coming around and really realizing that we need help. Yes. You know, yes. And that it's okay to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. You should see how many black young men are now going and getting help for the traumas that they have um, mm. have experienced over time and over life. So kudos to you. Thank you for being a light in this world. I appreciate Thank your you time. In any last words you want to say before we leave today? Come to Belize. I'm excited. Like, I want everybody I know to come. Like, I really do. I, want to, I love to connect with people. I love people. So, yeah, I think it would just be amazing to have everybody there and have some downtime and get to know each other. So, if anyone gets the chance, if you're able, early February, February 1st to the 8th, come to Belize and join us. That'd be amazing. And what's the name? What's the, I know you have a name for the retreat. What is it called? Cultivating Joy. Cultivating joy. I like that. Where did that name come from? The girls and I were actually in Jamaica on a retreat with Lena and we were just talking and we're like, yeah, you know, like, you know, what is it? And we talk about reframing and new perspectives and things like that. And we're like, well, why do we reframe? Why do we need new perspectives? And it's like ultimately joy. That's that, that's that ultimate, you know, that's that goal with all this healing that we're doing. What are we trying to get? What are we doing it for? It's to experience joy on a daily basis. So we feel like that's like that, that top goal. That's where we're headed. And what's the website that the people can go to to sign up for the retreat? Um, it's on Adventures Retreat, um, but they've got a lot of other retreats. Okay. So I'm going to link it so you guys can have it. Okay. So I'll put it in the show notes and people will be able to go directly there when they sign on to watch this either on YouTube or um, their favorite podcast app will be there. Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate your time. Thank you. You have an amazing day. You too. Bye-bye. You work hard all year long, so why not get more for your money at Experimax Midtown Atlanta? Looking for a MacBook Pro, iMac, or iPad? Don't pay full retail prices at the Apple Store when you can get the same quality products without the premium price. Experimax in Midtown Atlanta is your Apple headquarters, with everything from Apple desktops to laptops, watches, accessories, and more. Get the peace of mind you deserve and buy with confidence, knowing that all of Experimax certified pre-owned products are put through rigorous testing to make sure they deliver the reliability and dependability you demand. Experimax Midtown Atlanta makes it easy and affordable. Plus, you can trade in your old devices and get an offer right on the spot. So shop smarter and save money only at Experimax Midtown Atlanta.